0: nicktoon
1: summer
0: hello you guys and welcome to we're podding this together it's the podcast where you guide you through your favorite and not so favorite disney channel original movies and this is the nicktoon summer takeover I'm Indoni.
2: I'm Lori. And I'm Lena. I just realized it said guest ingrow, like you're an ingrown guest or something. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I grew
1: out of this couch and I
2: am here. Hello, you guys, and welcome to our ingrown guest episode. (laughs) And this is the longest summary in the history of the world. So I'm gonna get started.
0: They've been getting longer.
2: Kablam is a comedic animation anthology anthology show hosted by the also animated Henry and June. Regularly, regularly appearing tunes are Snizz and Fondue, who are two hyperactive pre-adolescent wombat thingies, Action League Now, The Adventures of a Bunch of Stop, stop Action Toys, Life with Luffy, A Boy Tell Loopy, uh, a boy tells tall tales about his eccentric sister, Loopy and Prometheus and Bob acclamation stories about alien Prometheus's attempts to educate caveman Bob.
0: Awesome. Nailed it.
2: I mean, like, I feel like we don't have to talk about the show now. We're good. We're done.
0: Okay. <laughs> Bye everybody. Thanks for listening.
2: This was cool. I'm glad I watched for
0: Yeah. I actually wanted to watch more episodes. But I was like, I, I gotta go to the gym. I'll probably, I'll probably watch more episodes later as well as Danny Phantom, which is the last Nicktoon show we did.
2: I still haven't seen any of that. It's a good show. Danny Fandom's so good.
0: (laughs) Um, Did you guys watch Kablam as a kid?
2: I definitely did. I was just telling Lena that I think this and Rocco's Modern Life were probably my two favorite cartoons, which is pretty twisted. I was probably a very creepy child. I watched it. um, I had
1: issues growing up with like crude drawings in cartoons, which Kablam is very crudely animated show. Like I needed it to be clean cut and perfect. So I don't think it entertained me enough as a kid for some reason. Like Prometheus and Bob would not, I wouldn't have gotten that as a kid. I would have been very bored. But now I'm like, this is, this is good TV. This is, it's like, it's like robot chicken. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, so I was reading and apparently the whole point of the show was to showcase alternative animation styles. Yeah. Especially things that were being used in indie film at the time. Um, which I never picked up on as a kid. I was just like, This is great, but I was totally there with you with like rough animation styles. Like I never watched Beavis and Butthead because found the animation so aesthetically unpleasing that mm-hmm. I was just like, I can't watch this. It's creepy.
2: I love this and I think I had a crush on June when I was a kid. Oh man, who wouldn't? God, she's she
1: does not need Henry. Henry is there to just bring June down, honestly. Yeah. Henry's well, Henry's the straight man, which I guess you gotta have a straight man for the absurd person to
0: but he was like the comic relief kind of.
2: Well, she he basically existed for her to like roast. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he was like completely inept.
2: So this show started out with their really good ska intro, which was by a band called the Toasters. It's called Two Tone Army. It's the full song is really really good if you like ska.
0: I do sure? like ska. I haven't listened to it in a long time.
2: Well, there you go. You should this, check out that like song.
1: A-
0: time capsule of my childhood.
1: Yeah they had so many different things in that intro like they were in Egypt
2: at one point. There was an eagle.
0: There was aliens. They were in Paris.
2: I remember shows like this where they'd have like really orchestrated like just weird zany. It was like the end of Daria. The credit sequence would always be like all the characters wearing weird costumes and like outfits and it kind of reminded me of that where you're trying to like see what's all going on.
0: Yeah there was a lot going on.
2: A lot. It's one of those shows that if I would've watched it when I was like 15, maybe I would've
1: been like, this is inspiring me to make something. Or even now I'm like, I could make something shit. Like like this is impressive stuff, but it's not, it's, it, it's within my reach to make what I just watched and I liked it. And then June and Henry do that really cool dance into their little box and yeah. their eyes get bigger and smaller. And I don't know, I liked their dance.
2: I remember enjoying that they didn't hookup that they were able to have like a friendship and it wasn't like a will they won't they
1: oh yeah that was also my i was like this really supports platonic relationships between boys and girls and that's really sweet
2: i never even
0: thought about that as a kid i was just like yeah they're totally besties
2: i guess i think about it a lot just because in every show it's like the girl character genuinely exists just to like potentially date the boy at some point mm-hmm. hmm
0: uh henry was just like the slapstick comedy and he didn't really and he didn't do much june did everything
2: uh-huh. which is pretty cool if they did that yeah yeah, she does some martial arts and then like asks henry to be loki because loki is uh i feel like you probably know it more than i do and like loki is thor's adversary she comments on thor for a second
0: yeah it seemed very topical that it was happening now with like avengers endgame
2: um but we get snizz and fondue and i always thought that fondue was a girl and I think it was watching it just now that I realized that they're just brothers yeah
0: are they brothers yeah I thought they were just friends
2: I always got the impression that snizz is like the little brother I like that snizzes
1: or fondue whoever cereal it is it's crunch cereal and it's got a set of abs on the Mm-hmm. There were a lot of little jokes in the show, man, or in the, in the Snizz and Fondue, well, the whole show, but Snizz and Fondue had a lot of wordplay jokes.
2: At one point, one of them, like, as an exclamation, oh, they, one of them was playing, they were playing like off-brand. Ocean play. Attack is what the game was called, and he yeah. said, Rock the Casbah. That was it, exactly you know that. <laughs> and then they were playing Twister, Fondue was playing Twister on their own and did, it was called Contortion. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I love that. that. And Fondue quickly goes off the deep end and decides that he needs to live in a bubble because he's afraid of germs. Oh, but wait, first we learned, I couldn't believe that we all of a sudden learned about the little mites that live on our face,
0: in our eyelids.
1: I like recently saw a headline about this and was like, oh my gosh, you're right. I like forgot that we have little bugs living on our face, like literally two days ago. And then I'm watching this and I couldn't believe.
0: I remember when I used to stay home sick from school, we didn't have like after a certain age we didn't have cable or anything we just had like analog tv before it went digital and there was this science show it used to be on all the time and one of the things they're like oh yeah you lose like nine pounds a year worth of skin which is a crazy amount to think about but also really not that much and the slapstick comedy girl who was like the one who was learning from the scientist she was like oh well then i better make up for it and she started eating an ice cream sundae and i was like that is a great way to live life be
2: better or worse if humans shed like lizards
0: uh it'd be more efficient
2: would we have like parties
1: for it or would we just hide it and it'd be scary and like,
2: i feel like i feel like historically we would hide it and like recently start celebrating it i bet it would be like cool
1: for men to do and women would go somewhere and have it done to them and
2: yeah you know, i see him do it <laughs> some weird like beauty treatment and then they try to like shame us for what our shedded skin looks like wait we- does that mean yeah. that
0: humans would continually it? grow like like uh, reptiles yeah like we would just never
2: stop but yeah Sniz goes into bubble boy mode and then or no fondue goes into bubble boy mood mode and then Fond Sniz comes and visits him and then he takes off his helmet after he's been all like cleaned up And then he gets booted out. Yeah, and he just has an open vent to, like, the sky in his bubble.
0: He didn't really think about that, did he?
2: I was wondering who funded him, because that's an expensive bubble. Nickelodeon.
0: I mean, he's got that fancy chef-looking hat, so maybe he's, like, an executive chef somewhere. Yeah. Which, he doesn't lose the hat once he gets in the bubble and loses all of his clothes, but his underwear. He's just got his underwear and his hat on.
2: I mean, if I were in a bubble, that would probably be my
1: get up. And then they have that like really sad montage of Snizz just trying to have a good time
2: alone. He's just going, see saw, see saw, as he's like <laughs> nodding while seesawing with a mud fondue. Which is like representative of something that he made the
1: man that's afraid of germs out of dirt. Uh, it was really deep.
0: Oh man, so many layers again. <laughs> Did this drawing style remind either of you of Cat Dog? Oh yeah. Okay. Not
2: until you said it, but yes.
0: Yeah. So maybe this is like a, a precursor.
2: And even the to voices I could see, like what was that little mouse boy's name in Cat Dog?
0: Winslow. What
2: was it? Winslow. Winslow.
0: Winslow was a piece of shit.
2: I. Why aren't we doing Cat Dog for a Nick takeover?
1: I had that. I would. My thing that I would do when I was a kid was just sing that theme song over and over again it's and like really good a good song. Crazy.
0: Cat dog bring on, cat dog brown bring
1: bring on. yeah. In the world, That's a good dog.
0: I that was another show that I didn't really like. The arts, like all the characters were a little bit ugly, but I still watched it all the time.
1: I, I could I, I I could go off and talk about it forever, but I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> not my job. It was
0: also another one of those shows that like it was all very surreal.
1: Mm-hmm. There was... was a freaking bunny that like had a. He was in charge. He was Donald Trump. He was a Donald Trump bunny.
2: The yeah. green bunny. Yeah,
0: totally. Well, today's not cat dog. Today's Kablam.
2: Kablam. Uh but yeah, Fondue watches sniz being all sad but he doesn't have his bro slash bestie and he quickly changes his mind, man. Yeah, he's like, I mean, I invested all of my savings into this germ-free bubble, but I'm suddenly done with my phobia now. But granted, he did like develop the phobia very quickly. And so he blasts himself out of the bubble, but apparently he can't aim. So he just goes to the dump.
0: So then do you think he's more traumatized and then just goes back in the bubble afterwards? Because the episode just ends there.
2: I mean, we don't know how long he was in the bubble. I was concerned that maybe his immune system would be really compromised after being in such a sterile environment for so long.
0: I really just kind of thought it lasted for a day.
2: I think that makes more sense. I think the moral of the story is, like,
1: don't throw yourself too hard out of something or you'll end up in an even worse situation.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you are coming up with all the all the layers today. You're
2: killing okay, it. Story- really trying to get into this show deep well at the end though june is like i guess we learned a lesson we should all have a bubble and then she blows herself into a giant gum bubble and then she's like kind of trapped in it and then henry gets excalibur like he runs off and gets excalibur to like bust her free yeah they really heightened that was awesome yeah And this is after, like, they've already made a Loki reference, so we're like...
0: That means that Henry is King Arthur, returned.
2: Um, yeah.
0: I feel like the Bubble Boy, Clean Freak, germophobia storyline was really popular when we were kids.
2: There's that Jake Gyllenhaal movie.
0: Bubble Boy, I was thinking about that, too.
2: But yeah, then we get to... I think this was my least favorite when I was a kid, and probably still now, Action League now.
0: This one was probably my most favorite, just because it's the one that's most memorable.
2: It's absurd... There's yeah. a guy that his whole power is just to melt.
0: And Stinky Diver, he's just Australian for no reason.
2: And he's does he stink? I mean, that was his name. I don't know if they ever corroborated with like. Him I actually. think
0: there was an episode where they're like, "Man, Stinky, you really stink this time." That probably happened.
2: But I like Flex starts out and they ha- he's like lifting tuna cans like he has them as if it's a barbell because he's the buff one. It's like. I was trying to Google around and see if I could figure out what any of these toys actually were. Cause like he's kind of like an off brand dollar store He Man.
0: Yeah, totally. And Thundergirl is definitely just like, what's Barbie's little sister's name? Skipper. Sk- skipper she looks like a teenage skipper
2: but like skipper in a ripped off wonder woman
0: yeah
1: thunder girl it says she flies with the power or like thunder or something and i thought that was weird because thunder doesn't really fly
0: oh yeah no it's completely ridiculous
1: and
2: then scuba stinky boy is just scuba steve from big daddy (laughs) uh maybe thunder is like she uses thunder thighs to propel her flight like she just flaps her legs together (laughs)
0: yeah. <laughs> let me go outside and try that out real quick and I'll let you know if it works
2: the sound could be heard all of the way in austin
1: <laughs>
2: the the bad guy who i can't remember what his name was but he's like he kind of reminds me of vince mcmahon makes a fake flex and then real flex doesn't smell devil danger and gets trapped in a lunchbox
0: i can't remember what the bad guy's name is and also who's the boss of wonder league mayor he's just the mayor right okay mayor. so I feel, I felt like the bad guy, for some reason, I remembered him as, like, the commissioner or something. I don't know why, but...
2: I think you're just thinking of wrestling, probably.
0: Maybe. But that action figure looked like the guy from Twin Peaks.
2: Oh, um, my, my, my Kyle McLaughlin.
0: For some reason, it just looked like him, like, really menacing.
2: I could see that. The villain has the evil flex, and then, like, it cuts to they're having a parade, like, in favor of Action League now. And I like how they never really establish this world, as if, like, Because I feel like the assumption is that it's a bunch of kids playing, maybe? Yeah, because there's no one at the parade.
0: Oh, I thought the assumption was that they're really just kind of mediocre superheroes and nobody really cares because they're not actually helping anybody. Yeah. So, like, people don't know that they exist.
2: So, are you thinking it's more of, like, a Toy Story situation then?
0: Although, oh, that's a good question because, like, cars exist.
2: Hmm. So, cars also exist in Toy Story.
0: Hmm, I'm going to say it's a Toy Story situation.
2: Okay, where they're just, like, existing. But, yeah, there's a parade, and then Stinky is like, I'm missing Baywatch to be at this parade.
0: <laughs> he said, I totally missed that. What the heck?
2: But then Evil Flex, like, shows up at the parade, and he's just, like, holding a cinder block, and then he, like, throws it, but it doesn't really do anything. And then Real Flex is, like, rolling inside the lunch pail, and then a narrator said, like, he's using his shotgun in the internal radar...
0: Well, because he was totally inept at everything else. He was just, like, big, strong, and dumb, and naked. Mm -hmm. So, you know, his catchphrase was like, (laughs) ouchie! Like, all the time. I had completely forgotten about that until watching this episode.
2: Yeah. And then he gets hit by a car, and that busts open the lunch pail and frees him. And then there's the whole, like, which Flex is real? And it was funny, because Bad Flex clearly had, like, bolts sticking out of him. Yeah. Yeah. made me think of that SpongeBob
1: episode where there's two Mr. Krabs.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, it makes me think of the SpongeBob where there's two SpongeBobs. There's Doodlebob.
1: Ah! Burb. I just said it reminded me. and Because when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this reminds me. Because it's annoying whenever they, or it's not annoying. It's funny when they do that bit of like, obviously it's this one. How can you not tell?
2: Which one's which, you crazy kids? <laughs> I like, too, that they keep on, like, dunking on the Flex for being stupid. But then they're all just like, which one of these is Flex? <laughs>
0: Well, they're all really dumb. Like, Thunder Girl, I remember she had a really... Like, she could fly, but she wasn't good at it.
2: Yeah, I remember her getting stuck in a lot of... Ce- like, I don't I don't think she could actually fly. I think she just usually got, like, propelled into things. Because I remember specifically something of her getting stuck in a ceiling fan and it, like, <laughs> throwing her.
0: I think she just does that a lot. And, like, she definitely got stuck in a birdhouse one time.
2: Okay, so maybe when they say she flies like thunder, like, that's the
1: deal. Yeah, she's like... <laughs> kinda, she's, like <laughs>
0: By thunder, they just mean she crashes into stuff.
2: Exactly. (laughs) We figured it out, guys.
0: Oh my god, we're so smart.
2: Wow. And then the boss is like, hey, guys, we're going to find out which one of you is real by asking for the Action League Now password. And then He-Man Flex says, it's deviled eggs. And then Evil Flex just repeats him after it. But they're both wrong. And they're both wrong. That's
0: not the password.
2: And then Evil Flex set does the hurt, he's like one donut, and then does the whole hurts Donut joke, which is I, I approve of it. I like that joke.
0: <gasps> I want a donut.
2: And then Stinky yells, Hey stupid. And then Real Flex is like, Oh, it's me. That's Action League Now.
0: That's cute. Action League Now. It's so short. That was always the one where there was a commercial break in between. I remember that because like that one seemed longer than the rest of the episode, yeah. the rest of the shorts. But that's because they were like coming up on Action League now. Part blah, blah, blah. two. Yeah.
2: And then we get a little bit with uh, June and Henry again and Robo June. Like Henry's like, okay, aha, uh-huh, you're not really a robot. And then she shrinks him. And she is a robot. Thank and you. she is
0: a robot. It's time so, for Life with Loopy. Life with
2: Loopy was probably my favorite one. And its intro music was very good. Where it was just like a bunch of cowbell.
0: Is that what it was?
2: I don't know for sure, but it was like something like that. It was like, do do it sounded like something breaking.
0: I thought this one had the most interesting and developed and involved animation style. It was
2: cool. It was like a like, paper cutout sort of thing.
0: But then they like mixed in real life things. Yeah. Like I think sometimes they had it, or they definitely had it where it was like, a person wearing like a very flat starched sweater and like felt gloves on and then they would like put the brother's face in front so then it was like he was grabbing the thing
1: really interesting storytelling too it was just someone
2: saying like this isn't about me it's about my sister larry is 12 loopy is seven yeah this was like a pretty like deep so this is the pilot of like it's the first time they show up on here and the plot was pretty freaking heavy
0: this is the first life with loopy
2: yeah. That's why at the beginning he's like, I, it's not about me. I'm 12. My sister's seven. We oh, it. I
0: thought he just did that every single time.
2: No. Nope. How interesting. It really made me worry about
1: like, how do you stop a six-year-old or seven-year-old from wondering about heaven being in a toilet? Like,
0: how do you stop a seven-year-old from drowning herself in the toilet?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Her parents did a bad job at it. Her parents were not involved. No, they're bad parents.
0: They were not, they were very distracted.
2: By the TV. Oh, and let's talk about the show on that TV. Oh, uh, what was it called? It was like Chicken Joe or something. It was so weird. But I swear I'm Chicken Joe. Chicken Pete. It was Chicken Pete. It was weird. And it had two dudes who looked like the guys from They Might Be Giants, but it wasn't. They were the first humans in the show. They were. So I guess in that world, it would be like the humans are the cartoon characters. Totally. But Goldfish dies and Lupi is like, sad the mom is like just really like it's the first time your child's dealing with deaths and she's like better flush it down the toilet
0: yeah the parents are not great low low rating for decom daddy and mommy
2: very low rating but yeah she's like oh the toilet's goldfish heaven which like if she had explained that better that could have been a good like what if that'd be one of those things that like loopy would go to school and like when she was 12 find out that it's not real where you find out it's, like, one of a weird, like, family lie thing. Like, my dad used to tell me that he used to have a pet long neck dinosaur that he would ride on to go to, like, the football stadium and be able to sit on its head and watch football games. And then he also told me, like, stories about him being in the Vietnam War that were, like, crazy. And then, uh, like, I was probably, like, 14 or 15, and I, like, finally did the math. And I'm like, you were seven when the Vietnam War happened. Oh, my gosh. And, like, I had said stuff about it to, like, other adults who, like, I don't know.
0: They probably just...
2: They probably Thought knew what was going really on. Marketing. Or it was just like, oh, her <laughs> parents told her a silly story.
0: A silly story about the Vietnam War.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, as I was telling that, I was like, mm, okay. I, I almost, I, but uh, do you guys have any fun stories like that? My parents told me about Santa. That he wasn't real? Now
1: th- th- that he existed. And he brought oh. me presents. And there were like reindeer and stuff. There was also this like Easter bunny thing.
2: Did your parents ever like talk to you about Santa not being real? Because mine didn't. And so I just had to, like, pretend to still believe in him because I didn't want to make my parents sad. So, like, up until I moved out, I was still just like, oh, yeah, let's leave out cookies. Good God, Are I'm 17. Yeah. That's wild. Because I also had, like, little sisters, and I didn't know if, like, at what point they knew. So I was just like, well, I guess we're all just going with this. I don't know who believes it anymore, right. but... I figured out the Easter Bunny first. I was like, is it a man in
1: a costume? Or is it, like, a big costume Easter Bunny? Or is it a little Easter Bunny? And I was talking to my mom and I was finally just like, the Easter Bunny's not real. <laughs> and she was like, nope. <laughs> I
2: mother. hope he's not real because it's terrifying. Just like a man in a costume slash a human-sized rabbit coming into your house at night.
0: I'd be okay if it was just a tiny rabbit, like a regular-sized rabbit.
2: But like, how would it give you the treats?
0: It just poops him out. It's an egg-laying rabbit. I did not have any of those situations. I don't even remember believing in Santa as a kid.
2: That's bleak.
0: Yeah. Although my dad, when he was a kid, his dad owned a restaurant. My dad was like very particular, I guess, as a kid. He was like, yeah, I'll have steak, but I want the steak from last time. Like that was really good. So his dad lied to him for years. He was like, oh yeah, this is from that same cow. So like (laughs) all the beef he ever ate for like five years was from the same cow. Yeah. I can't think of any of those for myself.
2: But isn't it great that that fish... (laughs) was able to talk to loopy yeah Yeah, so she's like at one point her parent this is when they're watching like the weird show and loopy's like yo i'm dressed as a fish i'm gonna go flush myself down the toilet now and her parents were just kind of like yeah okay and larry's like somebody should watch her that's so sweet but the door was already locked and she was in there for like hours and hours and hours And do we think it actually happened or do you think it was like kids imagination in time?
0: I'm going to go with suspension of disbelief and say that it happened.
2: Okay. So yeah, she goes down there and she like goes past thousands and thousands of fish angels. And then she finally finds like two fish inside a house. And then her fish is like, don't worry, I'm fine down here.
0: I'm having the time of my afterlife.
2: That's closure right there. Yeah.
0: So does that assume that much like the movie All Dogs Go to Heaven, that all fish go to heaven?
2: As long as you flush them. If you don't, they're just in purgatory.
0: That was totally a thing in Dexter's lab.
2: Oh. No. Purgatory?
0: Yeah, fish purgatory. Their fish died and then the their mom like didn't want to flush it. She just put it on top of the toilet or something. And then the fish ghost came back to get them and he like stole Dee Dee. And he's like,
1: I'm in purgatory. It's horrible here. You have to
2: flush me. Y'all need to do Cartoon Network Christmas. Yeah. Oh, we should. So then afterwards, they go get donuts and the donut place is called donut heaven so then loopy's like wait does that mean blah 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 and then he's like no silly because donuts were never living but then the like credit scene is a living donut
1: that was so bizarre this short
0: blended so many different animation styles it did like paper animation it had blended real animation it had puppets it had claymation there was so much going on
2: had real live action
0: Yeah, it was so good. Did you ever flush a fish down the toilet?
2: There is. Okay. I'm just thinking of a moment now where we had beta fishes and like one hopped out and it was like completely dry and rigid. It was my sister's fish and my dad like stepped on it because like he found it when he was like it was right by the door and like pizza got delivered and as he was grabbing the pizza, he stepped on it and then like he put he's like, oh, we'll put it back in the water and then maybe it'll like like still
0: rehydrate. (laughs)
2: Yeah, and now I'm realizing that it did not actually rehydrate. and He just bought a new fish. <laughs> oh
0: my God, that's awesome.
2: Because <laughs> I haven't thought about that. So
0: I had albino African frogs, and one time one of them just disappeared. And we assumed that the bigger one ate it. And then like six years later, they were renovating the kitchen, and we found a dried up frog behind a cabinet. <laughs> so yeah. Prometheus. Well, but
1: there was a Bob. bumper first. I, this was the best bumper. It was just Henry hanging out and, uh, right? He was hanging out in a hammock, drinking a drink, and he was like, next is Prometheus and Bob. Or was that later?
2: It was probably now. I didn't write that bumper, but there's always okay. bumpers. I also, I
0: like, the, I like that term bumper for them introducing the thing.
2: Lena invented it herself. Okay, Prometheus and Bob.
0: 900,000 years ago. Do it, Andoni. the whole time. Oh, I have to talk like this the whole time.
2: Let's explain the entire bit.
0: Oh, it's... Uh, in, the, in the voice. In the voice. Hold on. These are the tapes of Prometheus and Bob. 900,000 years ago, an alien came to Earth trying to teach a caveman something, and he never succeeded.
1: I think Prometheus and Bob was the smartest sketch of all the shows, or all the sketches.
0: It was. It was, like, philosophical and shit, because, like, the monkey was smarter than the caveman.
2: Yeah, Prometheus is, like, trying to teach Bob about homes which like he doesn't need a home, he has a cave. So he makes a home out of like bones and hide and then Bob ruins it because that's that's their thing. And then it's raining and then the chimp knocks over Prometheus and then Bob sleeps under the ship and then Prometheus makes a tent. Like he has like a cool like pop out situation, like a cool science tent. And then the chimp, Um, oh, go on.
0: No, sorry, you you got it.
2: All me. All day. The chimp accidentally, like, wrecks the ship, like, downwards. Like, he's stealing it and then it just, like, slams and makes a huge crater.
0: And then Prometheus falls into it because of Bob, right? And then the yeah. monkey, the chimp, destroys the ship for real. Yeah, he,
2: like, blasts up and then explodes it.
0: Was there, like, continuity between episodes of Prometheus and Bob?
2: No, I mean, like, it was mostly just, like, Prometheus trying to teach Bob stuff. Bob kind of fucking it up, but also, like, I feel like Prometheus, like, Bob was doing fine. He didn't yeah need him.
1: a lot of bob being like why do i need to do that i don't understand like cool
2: like using the things wrong just destroying the things so really it was symbol symbolism of like colonization
0: oh i was wondering if it was like the creation story between of of the greeks where prometheus brought fire down to the humans
2: maybe yeah
0: fire is knowledge but
2: i I got there
0: didn't know how to possess it properly so they fucked it up
2: but then really like nature aka the chimp was just like fuck you guys
0: Yeah,
1: I liked it, but I think there's not a lot to say about it.
2: Yeah, that that bit it was mostly visual humor, so it probably wasn't a wise choice for this podcast.
0: No, but I mean, like if you know Prometheus and Bob, then you you'll you'll understand what we're talking about. It was rough claymation, though.
2: Yeah, but it was cool because it it looks like found footage because it's Mm -hmm. like these are the tapes.
0: They did a good job with that, with yeah. the found footage thing.
2: And then they're like, now it's time for surprising shorts. And then Henry's pants gets pulled down and he's wearing Richard Nixon boxers. Tricky yeah. dicky.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Is that what it was?
2: Yeah.
0: A joke on dicks. This one, I think this one was like the only traditional animation style.
2: But it was still very like, like, I feel like Nickelodeon and it might just be because I'm old now, but I feel like Nickelodeon is to be like the rebellious brother of Disney. Oh, yeah.
0: totally. Yeah. It was very much all about, like, allowing the artists to explore avenues.
2: I watched the Lava short twice because it was super funny to me because it's just, like, a big dog is, like, sleeping and Lava, little tiny pup, is just, like, being super annoying. And then the the big dog just, like, sleep farts on him. And then the dog shatters and then Lava, or the the big dog just, like, smirks. Like, he knew what was going on the whole time. So he just murdered the puppy with his fart.
0: I mean, dog sleeping farts are the worst, honestly.
2: Opposed to like their normal daytime farts that are just totally great.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, the first two sketches in this were both just about dogs barking a lot, right?
2: Yeah, because then the second one was like a shepherd standing there and the dog's like barking at sheep and the sheep are just like chilling. And then the dog goes up to the shepherd and the shepherd gives them some pets and then the dog goes and like keeps barking at the sheep and then a sheep pulls out a mallet and just like smushes them. Yeah. That's like, That's what life
0: is. Just barking into the void until it crushes you.
1: Yeah. Well, and then, but sometimes something will be like, good job. You're doing great. Even though you're not.
2: He wasn't hurting them,
0: but he wasn't not hurting them. I don't know. (laughs) They weren't running away.
2: And then it's the end of the show, and there's the secret Kablam handshake and they just like wrap their arms like it looks normal i remember like something like this when you're a kid would be something you'd like try and then they'd get to the part where their hands get all tied together and you'd be like oh
1: no i
0: actually legitimately wish i had a friend over like nearby that was like so i could try out the handshake and then they got i
1: have this really cool handshake that if i like feel a certain moment of inspiration i do it all the time i'll be like do you want me to teach you this handshake and i teach the person the handshake because it's Lori, Lori I'll show it to you whenever you're back in the same room as me and it's a cool handshake and you can be like it was a cool handshake and it's as cool as theirs like I mean we don't talk but but it's like it's a special handshake it's a special time so hmm. kablam
0: kablam sorry I thought I just saw like an apparition at the foot of my bed corner <laughs> of, of my <laughs> But also, there might totally be something there because the cat stopped licking herself and looked over there too, so.
2: Oh, we do a thing where we talk about what lessons we've learned. Okay.
0: I think Lena's going to be really good at this. (laughs) Uh, Probably the best.
2: I have one. Okay. Shoot. In... sniz and fondue we learned that it's fine to be like you want to you want to be science aware you want to like vaccinate and wash your hands and all that shit but then there's also like a point where if you're too germaphobic like you might be cleaner and like live longer but you're not really living because you're just in a bubble So you need to find a happy medium.
1: And Prometheus and Bob, I learned that sometimes you shouldn't fix what's not broken. And if someone's already doing all right in their life, don't don't come and try and show them all your fancy stuff because they're fine.
0: From Loopy, I learned sometimes it's best to promote creativity, not squash it. No, not as good as your two lessons, but <laughs> no,
2: was great. I forgot to come up with two truths and a goof and I really don't know how to do it with this show. So so I think that's about all we have. Oh, wait, no, we got to rate it. We got to rate it. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. So usually like for the decoms, we rate them. Basically, you can rate it however you want. But typically we do it just for like we accept what they are and rate them within that world. So we're not rating like a decom against the Swiss army man or a rival uh yeah.
0: lena would you like to start us off since you're the guest
2: mm, i want to get a. I want to get a range of what kind
1: of numbers we're talking here
2: i'm gonna rate it a 10 i think the music was fantastic the characters were great and i like that it was just kind of weird and it felt like they were just kind of letting a bunch of cartoonists and artists just kind of do whatever they wanted and i like that it was a little bit more adult in nature because i feel like sometimes people shy away from that in kids shows but like as a kid i liked this a lot even if i didn't really like grasp what they were like i didn't grasp like how deep the like fish death was but
0: i want to say a 9 out of 10 simply because like some of the storylines are just kind of like okay there's gonna be a resolution now but that's also because it was shorts so i guess a 10 out of 10
1: i'll also i'll give it a 9 out of 10 just because Giving something a ten out of ten is like stressful for some reason. Because it it was, I, w- I was entertained the entire time. Everything was exactly as long as it needed to be. None of the shorts. There weren't any times where I was like, okay, I get it, I get the joke. Like, stop.
2: No, I really, I really liked it. I enjoyed it, and I, I'll watch more. Usually, when I'm watching stuff for the podcast, even if it's something I enjoy, I'm like checking the time, where I'm like, oh my god, how do I have twenty minutes left? And this one, I was like, oh, it's over already. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I was surprised. I was like, "Oh my god, I only have 10 minutes. The fuck."
2: So, oh, uh, we didn't we didn't mention at the at the top of the episode, but if anybody wants to watch the episode, what did we Episode 7, at the season seven. 1 episode 7.
0: Uh, season 1 episode 7 is called A Little Dabble Do Ya.
2: Oh, Little Dabble Do Ya.
0: Are we doing an ending now? Are we doing an outro? Yeah,
2: outro. 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 Uh,
0: um Okay, if you enjoyed this show, if you enjoyed watching Kablam as a kid, why don't you dab on into our DMs on social media and tell us all about it? Because it's a little dabble do ya? We're
2: on, we're on. <laughs>
0: you know, a little dabble do ya? Uh, I
2: feel we're like at... I'm
0: making a chicken sound now.
2: A little dabble do ya? That's uh, your first chicken. Make chicken like co a little <laughs> double. ya? cha chicha.
0: Cha chicha.
2: Okay. Uh, we're podding this together at gmail.com. We're paying together on Twitter and just like Googled the rest. We're on Facebook. Thank you for being <laughs> on the episode late. Yeah, it was yeah, fun. I hope you
0: had fun. It did.